Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and live from Buffalo Bills quarterback tryouts, it's the Fourth and Inches show with Jana and the Sherpa. Only one of us is in Las Vegas this week for the show, and it's not me. Welcome to the show, <laughs> Jana. Hello. Um, unfortunately, I am not there for Bill's quarterback tryout because I feel a real nice spiral, but um, I don't particularly want to die behind that offensive line. So I think I dodged a bullet here. <laughs> yeah. Are you, you coming to us from the uh, Bellagio Fountain or some uh, uh, No, actually, I'm coming, at, I'm coming to us this week from the Mirage. So things, things are not oh. bad here, I'll tell you that. No, that, that's, that's pretty nice. So, yeah, uh, I haven't lost any money yet, so we're going to call this a win. Yeah, so are you uh, putting any money on the Cowboys for the coming weekend? If you did last weekend, you certainly would have uh, made out quite well. Yeah, that would be nice. Um, I might. I have not decided yet. So we're going to see what happens. Fingers well, at crossed. At least you have some I uh, I mean... cause for optimism again with the Cowboys. Yeah. I mean, it, it's very confusing. They're a hard team to figure out, as are a handful of others. You know, they look awful one week, and then you put up 40 points the next. God only knows what happens this week against the Redskins. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored. I don't know how – it may not be a game that you want to show people when you're trying to teach them the game of football. I'm not sure it's going to be the cleanest game in the world, but it'll be interesting. Well, at least we have another London game to get excited about this week. London Hashtag calling. sarcasm. Yeah, but uh, I guess the Chargers can, can't draw fans at home, so they might as well uh, try their luck Take over the show in on the road. England. Yeah, yeah why not? well, they have a good team. It's too bad people don't come out to watch them. But, uh, yeah, the the idea of an all-California and all-Los Angeles Super Bowl isn't that far-fetched, although I think the, the Chiefs will probably have something to say about that, as we'll probably see Patriots, but uh, yeah, it's interesting I mean, season so far. Patrick Mahomes almost out Brady'd Tom Brady last week. That was pretty impressive. Yeah, and you'll note that uh, Rob Gronkowski did, still did not catch a touchdown pass last week, which makes him over uh, in season one or yeah. week one, I should yeah. say. But oh well. So it's got to happen eventually. Yeah, it doesn't have to, but it probably will, unfortunately. So. Anyway, uh, how can people find us if they want to partake in the mirth and merriment, as my cat is doing sitting on my lap right now? Who wouldn't? <laughs> uh, you can He's obviously in my hear predictions us for the, next for the Lions and Jaguars games and the Bengals. Yeah, we're going we're going cat heavy this week. <laughs> you can uh, you can hear us. We'll be here for the next hour. And uh, if you miss us throughout the week, there are all kinds of ways you can get a hold of us all over social media. And then we'll be back on our normal night next week on Wednesday. And I'll actually be in the correct time zone. Uh, so that'll be nice. But you can find us at fantasyfootballsherpa.com. That is the number one stop for all your rankings and information. From there, you can go to Facebook. We're at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. We're on Twitter at the number four THN inches show. I'm at JKIM16, and Scott's at Fantasy underscore Sherpa. So you can find us there. Like I said, we'll be back next Wednesday. And then we have a, a you know, pretty action-packed show this week. We do have four teams on a bye, which is terrible, but we'll get through it. From there, we've got 
all your injuries, news and notes. Uh, we've got a suspension, which is great, but a kicker coming back. I know how you love kicker injury updates. We'll give you daily fantasy picks as well as our game picks, predictions, and your rankings at every position, as well as waiver wire options. We've got you covered in all facets. And then you can find us throughout the week if you have specific questions on your lineup. Um, but from there, we've got the Packers, Raiders, the Seahawks, and the Steelers on buys this week, which means your rosters are taking a hit. <laughs> there are certainly Especially some uh, the bodies. Yeah, there's there's certainly uh, some bodies to replace here, but don't worry, we got you covered. Brock Osweiler uh, to the rescue, maybe. Or CJ <laughs> Beathard. There you go, CJ Beathard doing big things. Look at that! Did you see him last week? That was amazing. The show. Um, any injury news? Oh, there are injuries, all right. <laughs> Actually, this is kind of a light week for injuries based off of how we normally are because most of the guys that got hurt last week were on the defensive side of the ball. And aside from Khalil Mack, really you're not going to have a huge impact on your uh, fantasy rosters. But for what it's worth, Khalil Mack did get banged up. They're being cautious with him. Obviously, he's kind of the best thing going in Chicago. But they think he is going to play this week. So keep an eye on that. I mean, I don't know if you want to be starting the Bears defense anyway, but worth noting. Quarterbacks did get pretty banged up last week. Uh, Josh Allen still dealing with that elbow injury is not going to play this week. Derek Anderson has won the the roulette style of who will play quarterback this week in Buffalo. Um, I I don't think you should be picking him up in a fantasy roster, but he's going to be out there. Yeah, I'm not sure I'd want to win that. Like, honestly. Um, apparently if Nathan Peterman had started, there might've been an uprising in the locker room. So that's always nice to hear good continuity in Buffalo. You guys got to get it figured out. I love that the fans put people through tables, but you know, this is a mess. Um, in Miami, we had the return of the Brockweiler old Brock Osweiler got the start. Ryan Tannehill was a late scratch last week with a shoulder injury. Um, we knew he'd been dealing with it, but it didn't look like he was going to miss time. He's going to be out again this week. Brockweiler 2.0 is coming back, baby. Um, Brocktober. Did sneak out of... <laughs> Brocktober is exactly right. Brocktober in Boston, Brocktober in Miami. It is sweeping the nation. So, uh, in better news, T.Y. Hilton practiced today. Looks like he might be a real-life football player this weekend. I'd keep an eye on that. Um, bear in mind, it's still you know the Colts, so it's not a ton of fantasy value there, but you're down a lot of wide receivers. So, if he's going to be able to play, I'd put him in your lineup. Leonard Fournette is uh, likely not going to play this week with that hamstring injury again. TJ Yeldon, who is going to get the bulk of the carries, still dealing with foot and ankle injuries. He did not practice. He's questionable, but it looks like he's going to play barring a setback. I'd still put him in my lineup. Yeah, Jamal Charles is going to see an increased workload. I think he only had 14 carries last week, but they're talking about more this week. So your boy's coming back, Sherpa. Back from the dead. Devonta Freeman uh, placed on IR. He is designated to return. They're hoping he'll be back, still dealing with, dealing with that groin injury. Not good for Atlanta. Quincy Nunwa is dealing with a high ankle sprain. He's going to be out three to four weeks. Uh, that's a little bit of a blow for that Jets offense. Terrell Pryor as well did not practice. He's got a groin injury. He's questionable. Robbie Anderson dealing with a hamstring injury is questionable, but he seems good to go. Uh, Indianapolis uh, Colts still dealing with a lot of wide receiver issues. Ryan Grant uh, is dealing with an ankle sprain. He's not practicing. It looks like he may not play, so keep an eye on that. Uh, He and T.Y. Hilton are essentially the entire wide receiver core. 
So Chester Rogers becomes the new winner in the clubhouse if they both can't go. <laughs> so if you're looking for somebody's stream this week, maybe look his way. Cowboys wide receiver Terrence Williams got suspended today for three games for violating the league's substance abuse policy. So the Cowboys receivers are now down to Cole Beasley, <laughs> basically. <laughs> um, in Giants news, tight end Evan Ingram. galloping like, to the rescue. God, I hope. I hope. I just want him to be good. Come on, Michael Gallup. Um, Michael Urban's talking that they should make a move for Amari Cooper. I don't know how I feel about that, but something to mull over. Unfortunately, he's on a bye this weekend, not playing, and also not playing for the Cowboys. But Evan Ingram is going to be playing this week for the Giants. It looks like he's coming back from the dead and his 17 injuries, so that's a good thing. Jameson Crowder is likely not going to play for the the Redskins. He's dealing with an ankle injury. Chris Thompson, dealing with rib and knee injuries, is actually feeling healthier this week, so he's pretty optimistic about that. I guess you should be as well. Adrian Peterson dealing with basically an entire body injury. He's got ankle, knee, shoulders, head, shoulders, knees, and toes, all of the above. Uh, this is questionable. He's going to play. He's pretty banged up. From what I understand, he played through a pretty good amount of pain last week and is planning to do so this week. Um, I would be cautious putting him in my lineup. I think it's going to be kind of a hard-hitting game, but you know that seems to be where he shines. So take that with a grain of salt. Theo Riddick popped up on the injury report this week coming off a bye week, which is a little uh, little troubling. Did not practice on Wednesday. He's dealing with a knee injury. He's questionable. Keep an eye on that. Dalvin Cook practiced fully with that hamstring injury in, in Minnesota. That is a good sign of optimism there. Greg Olson is limited at practice. He's going to play with that foot injury. He's pretty much going to be limited on Wednesdays and Thursdays from this point forward. They're just trying to give him some rest. The Saints put Ted Ginn Jr. on IR today with a knee injury. Cooper Cup has already been ruled out with a sprained knee this week, comes back from a concussion, sprains his knee. He's having a bad couple of weeks. And Greg Beleg Zerline coming back after his week two groin injury during pregame warm-ups. You know, our nation's time of stress and strife over this is finally over. I know I'm breathing a little easier, and I'm sure you are as well, Sherpa. Well, I would be, but while you were reading the injuries, I climbed Mount Everest and came back down again. Did you also sprain uh, a ligament and then come back and fully rehab in that time? Because it's possible. No, I I didn't get that far. Shocker of all shocks. (laughs) That was our short injury report this week. So I I didn't even give you all the the injuries of people who were on bye week, so you're welcome. I think it would be interesting for bye weeks if they let people just kind of roam around and play for other teams for that week. That would be amazing. I mean, Could it would imagine, never happen, hey, but I'd be Tom so Brady, on board with that. you had Antonio Brown to throw to this week. That would yeah, be fun. or like any wide receiver, just come to Dallas. Just please come catch the football. Well, we probably will just kidnap you and keep you in a basement somewhere so that they can't go back. But it's fine. Everything's okay. So that's a suggestion to the NFL to make things more interesting for next season. But uh, yeah, as far as waiver wire goes, uh, running back a bunch of decent options this week. Um, Peyton Barber looks there like he's um, managed to hold off uh, Ronald Jones the uh, second, at least for the time being, in Tampa Bay. Marlon Mack had a nice game with Indy last week and seems ready to. Mm-hmm take over there um, as far as guys that might not be in starring roles but you might be desperate and looking for someone to 
you know, plug into your roster just for the week. I would uh, recommend Duke Johnson and Frank Gore. And then if you're looking for guys that I don't think will help you this week, either because they don't have good matchups or because they're on buys, I would look at uh, Rashad Penny, who seems to finally be you know, realizing some of the promise that Seattle saw in him when they took him with their first pick uh, in the draft last yeah. spring. You know, Raheem Mostert uh, had a nice uh, game for San Francisco, but I don't like him, uh, his chances against the Rams defense this week. Uh, Alfred Blue with the um, Texans, uh, same thing. You know, I don't like the matchup against Jacksonville. And then uh, Jalen Richard with uh, Oakland, who seems to keep catching half a dozen passes every week, sort of a theoretic he's junior. Stinky. Yeah, he's, he's not going away. I like it. So anyone you'd like to add to that list? Um, no, I'm actually feeling pretty good about it. I, I don't even have that much beef with it, so I'm I'm on board. Okay. Speaking of not having much beef, we've got a bunch of uh, wide receivers who generally <clears throat> are not beefy types, but uh, got a bunch of them to recommend. You know, Chris Godwin, uh, we were talking about yeah. him last week. He had another good game, so if he's still out there in your league, Especially if you need a bi-week replacement, you might uh, pick him up, and I have a feeling you'll be happy with him and want him on your roster long after this week. Uh, Albert Wilson's had a, night, a few nice games in Miami. Um, so he's there. Uh, Chester Rogers, who you mentioned in Indy before. DJ Moore, um, Carolina, looks like he's uh, starting to show some of the promise the Panthers saw in him. Uh, Terrell Williams is having a quietly... Uh, Good season yeah. for the Chargers. Ooh, good week last Matt week. Seems to have uh, held off Mike Williams in terms of being you know, the second favorite uh, wide receiver target out there. And then some other guys, uh, Kiki Cote, I don't think not a good matchup this week. Robbie Anderson, same thing. Cole Beasley, I'll give him a shout-out. Nice game last week. Yes. And like you said, pretty much the only warm body uh, for um, the Cowboys at this point, they they don't it's seem to be using Alan there. Hearns or Michael Gallup much. And then he's no, on a bye this week. But, uh, no, they don't. And then uh, Marquez Valdez uh, Scantling, if you can get all that out in one breath. Uh, he with the Packers on a bye this week. But uh, given the other injuries they have to their wide receiver core there, he might be worth a, a shot down the road. I might throw Christian Kirk and Cameron Meredith on the list, but like I said, I'm I'm pretty high on Cole Beasley because someone actually has to catch a football in Dallas. And, you know, you and I both aren't in town, so somebody else has to do it. <laughs> Even if I were in town, that wouldn't be a good idea, but... I got great hands. Um, <laughs> uh, I might just uh, put you out there and just... Uh, you just go bang on the Stephen Jones door or Jerry Jones door, and they'll put you in. Um, I'm only I'm barely five four on a good day, people. So you're gonna lose me. People defenders won't be able to find me because you won't see me over anybody yeah. else. Make a, make a good slot receiver. <laughs> so um, quarterback wise, uh, Mitchell Trubisky would be at the top of my list of recommended uh, pickups for this week. I, I'm not sure if you're sold on him yet, but uh, I, I do like what I'm he's doing. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Joe Flacco, yeah. nice matchup this week. Uh, Dak Prescott, I'll put him on my list if I'm desperate this week. Uh, Alex Smith, and uh, if you're really, really uh, reaching down in the bottom of the barrel, I'll, I'll put Brock Osweiler on the list. 
Wow. Wow. You're going to put Brock Weiler on there before C.J. Beathard. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's cold. I would well, put C.J. Like Beathard on my list. a lot better. I'd actually put also put Eli Manning on this list this week. I don't want him forever. I just want him this week. I, I can see the argument for it, but I, you know, I think I would rather have any of those guys I mentioned before. But, uh, yeah, the Atlanta hmm. defense is certainly not scaring anybody. And you figure that the Giants, no. with their defense, probably will be playing from behind. So I could see making the argument. I'm just, I'm just uh, sour grapes when it comes to the Giants. Still drinking point. the haterade out there. Pretty much. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm not buying any of the. Oh, he's going to turn it around. I, I think. Uh, you know, oh no. Maybe it's maybe it's still some of his offensive lines doing, but. Uh, I really think uh, any anybody who's expecting a resurgence from him this season is, is going to be uh, don't hold your breath. Do you think he should get traded down uh, down south to be reunited in Jacksonville with old Tom Coughlin? I don't think that would be a step just... up, quite honestly, for them. I mean, I know Blake. I don't Royals. think it would be either, but I mean, we know he's very sympathetic to Eli. I'm just saying, should he, he be is, playing somewhere even... other than your organization? I don't think he – I can't think of a team other than perhaps the one in uh, upstate New York that uh, where he, he would be you know, demonstrably better than the starter they have now. Actually, very true. That wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, actually. No, I think about it. I can get behind that. Uh, that's not going to happen. I mean, the Bills aren't going to give up anything of value for him. They'll just – they have to plug Derek Anderson and. Yeah, Nate and Pete have been there Ugh. for the rest of the season. They'll do it. I kind of wondered why they wouldn't give um, – well, I mean, I know why they won't. But, yeah, you know, I I'd kind of – since their season's in the toilet anyway, I'd kind of like to see them give Colin Kaepernick a chance, see if he still has anything yeah, left. Yeah, somebody's got to call him. I don't understand why we're going to just keep – like, just let him come in. If he, well, if he flames out on his own, let him flame out. But, you know, people don't want to take the P- – the teams don't want to take the PR hit that would come with it. So nobody's going to sign him anymore, I don't think. But uh, yeah, it's still, a shame. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's about it for quarterbacks. Um, and moving on to tight ends, I have your cowboy uh, uh, new tight end, the uh, Jeff Swaim. You know, maybe not making not anybody. Not Jason Witten, but he's growing Jason on Witten, me. Jason Witten, but he's he's uh, starting to do the job. Uh, Vernon Davis. He can in catch Washington. a football, and it looks like he can block. I'm, I appreciate those things. Yeah, what more can you ask? We're out of the tight end. Uh, Cameron, Braden, Cameron Braden, uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, Ryan Griffin's not going to help you this much much this week against Jacksonville, but if you have a longer-term need, you know, perhaps due to injury, he's out there. Vance McDonald with the Steelers, same thing. And uh, C.J. Uh, Uzama with um, – the Bengals, if he, he's listed as questionable on the injury report at this point, but if he's healthy enough to play this weekend, uh, the Bengals uh, made good use of him last week. I'd also put O.J. Howard on the list, who came back pretty unexpectedly last week and was decent. Um, it looks like he's fine from that MCL sprain, and Tampa Bay's going to have to throw the ball a whole lot, so... For me, if he's still out there and it seems like he's owned in, in maybe 50% of leagues, depending where you're at, um, I'd go pick him up since someone I'm sure dropped him earlier. Go get him. 
Okay, I'll do that while you uh, give us your uh, top 10 running backs for the week. All right. Let's let's start off our arguments early. <laughs> um, so actually, I don't. I, who knows what our list will look like? But there's a chance they're similar. Um, I've got Todd Gurley at the top of the list. Barkley. No, no argument there. Saquon Barkley is number two on my list. Get excited. <laughs> <laughs> Melvin, Melvin Gordon coming in at number three, uh, Ezekiel Elliott uh, coming in at four, Alvin Kamara, David Johnson, Joe Mixon, Christian McCaffrey, uh, Kareem Hunt, and TJ Yeldon with all his aches and pains still rounding out my top ten. Well, we agreed on about half. That wasn't too bad. I'm guessing we did not agree on Saquon Barkley. And no, he was not one of the half. He was not part of the half we agreed on. <laughs> He's of the half. Todd Gurley, <laughs> yes. Todd Gurley would be at the is at the top of my list. Um, Kareem Hunt second, Melvin Gordon third, uh, Sony Michelle fourth, Joe Mixon fifth, Jordan Howard sixth, Alvin Kamara seven, Ezekiel Elliott, Marlon Mack, and the Tevin Coleman Edo Smith duo rounding out my top ten. Okay, actually, I like Edo Smith. I'm all right with that. Um, my tenant to avoid, um, again, I'm guessing you may have some names on your list that I don't, uh, I've got Wendell Smallwood at the top of my list. Uh, I think he got outplayed by Corey Clement last week. And I think Clement's kind of the winner in the clubhouse there. Um, Marlon Mack, Austin Eckler, Carrion Johnson, Theo Riddick, Coel, uh, Royce Freeman, Duke Johnson Jr., Alfred Morris, and, uh, Chris Ivory. Surprise, surprise. Things aren't good in Buffalo. Fair amount. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm guessing not too many people are starting him in their fantasy lineups at this point. But if you are, please do. I would sure advice. hope not. Yeah. Um, what about you? Is Saquon which, Barkley at the top yeah. of your list? No, he's not. Um, he's, <laughs> he's not even on the list. He's in that uh, okay. purgatory for me this week. Not a the bad gray start, area. but not. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, he's obviously very impressive. I just can't get behind an offense that's that bad. But, you know, certainly if you have him, I, I have him in one league, and I, I have been starting him. But, uh, yeah. I would hope so. Would have missed out on some points last week. Yes, for sure. Um, LaShawn McCoy is at the top of my do-not-start list. Uh, Royce Freeman, Philip Lindsay, Derek Henry, Deion Lewis. That Tennessee offense also seems to be a mess. Uh, Carlos Hyde, Nick Chubb, Lamar Miller, Isaiah Crowell, Bilal Powell, and uh, Alfred Morris, uh, rounding out my list of, of guys I don't want to start this week. Okay. All right. That's fair. <laughs> Anybody whose uh, teammates call him Alf, I don't think should be in your starting lineup. <laughs> I mean, it's... It's going to be interesting this week. I think we see some games a little differently. Yes. So um, moving on to wide receivers, I have uh, Tyreek Hill at the top of my recommended list. Keenan Allen. Okay. Julio Julio Jones. Mike Evans. Alshon Jeffrey. Julian Edelman. Michael Crabtree. Robert Woods. Brandon Cooks. And A.J. Green rounding out my top ten. All right, we've got some similarities. A little different order, but that's okay. I've got Adam Thielen at the top of my list. Odell Beckham Jr. at number two. 
clearly we see that game a little differently. Um, Tyreek Hill, three. Julio Jones, A.J. Green, I've got a little higher than you do. Michael Thomas, Robert Woods, Jarvis Landry, uh, Mike Evans, and Keenan Allen rounding out my top ten. Okay, well, at least I didn't uh, have anybody from your uh, top ten list on my avoid list. But uh, DeAndre Hopkins is at the top of my avoid list this week in terms of guys that uh, you're probably starting week in and week out, but uh, perhaps shouldn't this week. Demarius Thomas, Mm -hmm. Emmanuel Sanders, Kiki Kute, Corey Davis, Robbie Anderson, Jarvis Landry, Antonio Callaway, Marquise Goodwin, and Pierre Garçon rounding out my list. Okay. All right. Um, I've got Nelson Aguilar on my list, Mohamed Sanu, uh, Deshaun Jackson, Marquise Godwin, who normally I like a lot. I'm just eh, a little iffy on this one. Uh, Jermaine Kearse, Dee Dee Westbrook, Keelan Cole. Not really excited about the Jacksonville receivers. I don't know if you're getting that yet. (laughs) Uh, I also had Kiki Kute and uh, Chester Rogers on my list as well. We must see that game uh, differently. Um, how about uh, quarterbacks? Who do you like this week? Well, the easy answer is C.J. Beathard. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Patrick Mahomes. That would be the, the wrong answer. <laughs> if C.J. Beathard is ever at the top of your list, we might as well just stop doing the show. Clearly, number one in my heart. No, he's not. He's he's he not on number my one in your heart, list. but. He's not on my avoid list, but he's also not on my top ten list. So he's, oh, he's, he's in, in the affectionately termed purgatory. Uh, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is at the top of my list, as well as Jared Goff. Uh, Cam Newton, I'm actually going to go with. I usually don't rank him this high, but here we go this week. Matt Ryan, Tom Brady, Andy Dalton, uh, Carson Wentz, Kirk Cousins, Drew Brees, and Philip Rivers. Hey, I had... Um... Matt Ryan at the top of my list. Jameis Winston second. I didn't hear you're calling his name, so I'm guessing we see I that name a little bit I differently. I did not put him. Well, perhaps. Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he finished 11th on your list. Uh, Tom Brady. Yeah, he Patrick actually Mahomes. was 12th, but it's fine. <laughs> okay. All right. Jared Goff, you redeemed yourself. Um, Philip Rivers, mm, Joe Flacco, Mitchell Trubisky, Drew Brees, and Andrew Luck rounding out my top 10 list this week. Okay. And some of the others that you I've, mentioned, like Andy Dalton was just outside my list. So uh, I guess we, we have a pretty ninja. favorable view. Yeah. So, um, um, how about uh, quarterbacks you're staying away from this week? Deshaun Watson, definitely at the top of my list there. Matthew Stafford, just can't figure out this Detroit team at all. Uh <laughs> Yeah, Alex Smith, Dak Prescott, Case Keenum, Blake Bortles, uh, Sam Darnold, and uh, – oh, that's only eight, sorry. And uh, obviously Ryan Tannehill was on my list, now he's out. So I gave you a bonus one. I've got Josh Rosen and Alex Smith. Okay, I had Deshaun Watson at the top of my list too, so we uh, probably yeah. see that game similarly. Keenum, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Marcus Mariota. C.J. Beathard and uh, Derek Anderson, you know, just in case you were thinking of starting him. Just in case. I mean, I hope we're not in a situation where you are, but Godspeed if you are. <laughs> Please let us know. If you're in a three-quarterback <laughs> league and your third quarterback's on a bye this week. Yeah, good luck. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. There's exactly. probably someone out there listening that's like, can I ham that guy? <laughs> or condolences. Yeah. Yes. So, um, oh, goodness. So tight end, why? Yeah, somebody who didn't pay attention to the bye weeks when they drafted, which I think is the right thing to do. But uh, That's yeah, why you should be, be drafting, looking at your bye weeks. I don't have this no, problem. No, no, no. No, no, yep. no. I, I totally disagree. <laughs> All right. Um, for tight ends, I have Travis Kelsey at the top of my list, really going out on a limb there. Zach Ertz, second. Eric Ebron, who's who's uh, fashioning a pretty nice season for himself with the Colts, third. Yeah. Austin Hooper, four. Trey Burton, five. Rob Ronkowski, all the way down at six on my list. The touchdownless wonder. Jeff Swain, seven. Uh, Cameron Brait, eighth. C.J. Uzama, ninth. And uh, Josh Hill, who is probably not on too many radar screens, uh, would be nope. uh, tenth on my list. Interesting. Okay. All right. Um, we have some, we've definitely got some similarities. I have Gronk ranked a little higher than you do, and that's okay. Uh, I've got Zach Ertz at the top of my list. He and Travis Kelsey are, are like a 1A, 1B for me, so you could go either way on that. Eric Ebron, third on my list here. I'm excited about it. I've got Gronk at four, Greg Olson and George Kittle, uh, followed by David and Joku. I've got Austin Hooper, Jordan Reed, and uh, Trey Burton's number 10 on my list. Okay. I have uh, two of the guys that you mentioned on your uh, top 10 list at the top of my avoid list, and that would be George Kittle and David Njoku. Um, I also have Charles Clay, Ryan Griffin, uh, the Virgil Green, Antonio Gates combo, and uh, John Ruth Smith is my avoid at all costs list this week. That's a hefty list. (laughs) Uh, I've got, yeah, it's tough out there. Um, I've got, uh, Ben Watson at the top of my list, Ricky Seals, Jones, Antonio Gates, Ryan Griffin, Charles Clay, Jeff Swaim, who I'm excited is, you know, really doing something here, but, eh. uh, Cameron Brait also on my list as well. Uh, OJ Howard, I like picking up, but I'm just a little concerned this week. Uh, Vernon Davis and Mike Gesicki. Okay. Um, how about uh, defenses? Who do you like this week? Well, I'm sure this is going to be completely different than yours because things go, that's how things work here. <laughs> um, I've got the Jaguars at the top of my list. I think we probably see that game similarly. I've got the Chargers at number two, followed by the Rams. The Colts at four, Buffalo at five, and then I've got Cleveland, Arizona, Philadelphia, Carolina, and the Redskins. Which makes it a little sad yeah, to do. Some but... overlap. Okay. Some overlap. I um, have the Chargers first, Indianapolis, Tampa Bay, Arizona, Jacksonville, Minnesota, and the Rams rounding out my uh, list, which is, is not 10, but there weren't 10 that I really loved this week, and there weren't 10 that I really wanted to avoid either. I think there are going to be a oh, lot of games okay. in what I like to call uh, purgatory uh, territory yeah. this week. All right. Well, so my how about avoid list. Defenses to avoid. Uh, I yeah, I've got, I've got a few on there. Um, Detroit's on my avoid list as well as the Dolphins. So clearly that game I'm not hyped about. Falcons. That defense has been atrocious. The Bears are on my avoid list. Not having Khalil Mack's a problem going against Tom Brady is also a problem. The Vikings, Jets, 
Cowboys, Ravens, and Titans, and the Patriots all make my list. Okay, for me, the Titans were number one, Carolina, Cleveland, Chicago, the Saints, the 49ers, the Bengals, and the Giants all on my avoid list for this week, which is a nice segue into the actual games themselves. So uh, first up, we've got a Thursday night uh, game. We've got the the Cardinals hosting the Broncos in a battle of two teams going nowhere. Um, Cardinals starting to show some signs of life. David Johnson has re, uh, rediscovered his nose for the end zone. I'm going to go with the Cardinals in a mild upset here. I think the Broncos are favored by a point, but I'll go with the uh, Cardinals to, to win this game by a field goal. I'll say uh, Cardinals 24, Broncos 21. Okay, uh, I've got a little lower scoring, and I went with the Broncos. So right away we're on track. Um, it looks like you know your your pick is pretty well received in the world right now. A lot of people think Arizona is going to take this. Uh, I think Denver is going to get it together a little bit. I'm not saying that this is a catalyst or that this is a team that's really good enough to make a run in the playoffs right now because they're not. Um, but I'm taking Denver to win 20 to 17. A little bit of a Thursday night barn burner, or in my case, Thursday afternoon. okay Um, next up we've got the Chargers hosting the Titans in London which sounds a little strange but uh, there you have it and Tennessee's playing a little bit closer to home (laughs) the Titans are a little bit closer to home than the Chargers but I don't think it matters I think the Chargers win this game easily um even if they're on the wrong side of the road when they go to the stadium over there. But uh, I'll go with the final score of Chargers 30, uh, Titans 17, and that might be generous for Tennessee's offense right now. I was a little more generous. I gave them 20 points. Uh, I've got the Chargers winning 31 to 20. Tennessee has some areas of opportunity, and things were not great for them last week. Marcus Mariota is still – not sharp uh, going into the Chargers defense and having to fly halfway across the world, I don't think is going to make that any better. So weird things do happen in these London games with a, an alarming frequency, but I, I don't know if we can get to a point to justify that much weird. Okay. I'm guessing that the Bills are going to be in line for a London game next year, but uh, this week they might be in line road, for but... all the London games next year. Could very well be. Um, yeah. yeah, I guess Jacksonville used to be sort of the designated London team that you, you know, Jacksonville and Tampa Bay seem to be the teams that would get at least one game a year over there. But yeah. uh, I think Buffalo might be playing itself into the rotation for some home games so. in London. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that would be a real test to see how far the NFL's marketing has come for uh promoting NFL football. Will you pay could... to come watch the Buffalo Bills? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe oh, they'll have geez. a Bills-Giants game there um, next year. I think it is next year that the NFC and AFC East teams people, play each other. So they can uh, put that one. People Barkley. Get excited. As long as uh, they're not showing up to... See Case Keenum, quarterback, the Giants. Actually, I heard another rumor this week, or I think I read this on CBS uh, Sports, that they were speculating that maybe uh, John Gruden would try to dump uh, Derek Carr on the Giants, which I, I don't think would happen, first of all, because the trade doesn't make sense for the Giants. 
the, the yeah. Giants are not going to take on that contract when they've got so many holes in the rest of their roster. I mean, no, they're they can't. Finally, they're really going to get out from right. under the Eli contract, so they can't do that. You know, they're going to try to draft a young quarterback next season, hopefully, and build the team around him. But not only that, but if you remember, his brother David Carr was actually the Giants' uh, first-round yeah. pick back in I think 2002, and just got clobbered behind a really you know bad offensive line that set the NFL record, at least at that time, for most sacks allowed in the season. So I'm guessing for a whole variety of reasons. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm guessing for a whole variety of reasons that Derek Carr will not wind up as the Giants quarterback. But uh, anyway, I digress. So back to the the game at hand, Buffalo on the road against Indy. And not too many games that you can look at Indy this year, Indianapolis, and say this should be really in the bag for them. But uh, this is one of those games. And I'll, I'll say that Indy wins this by at least 10 at home. I'll go with a final score of Indianapolis, 27, Bill 17. Okay, I actually have the exact same score. Um, I Derek Anderson, yeah, I think, is a better, gives you a better chance to win than Nathan Peterman, but I, it doesn't mean they're actually going to win the game. I mean, it's just, this isn't good. <laughs> not Probably good not the game you'll be watching. On no, Sunday, the Colts don't even have anybody anyway. to suit up at wide receiver. <laughs> like, I don't know what they're doing. It's not good. Well, they have a few. I mean, Chester Rogers is a good option. So yeah, P.Y. Hill might be back this week. But, yeah, you know, I think there's but... certainly more watchable games in the uh, the morning segment. <laughs> which includes the next one, which is the Carolina Panthers with Cam Newton, who you like this week traveling to mm-hmm. Philadelphia to face the Eagles and Carson Wentz, who you also like this week. Sure did. I think this will be one of the higher scoring games of the day. And I think Philadelphia, hopefully for them, you know, righted the ship against my Giants last week. And I'll say that Philadelphia cracks 30 points for the second week in a row. I'll go with the final score of Philadelphia 30, Carolina 24. I had uh, Philly winning this 31-27, so I agree. I think there are fantasy points to be had here and not a ton of defense. But I think Philly, I, I think perhaps the Giants game last week was a bit of a catalyst for them. And, you know, let's see how that offensive line holds up. But I think they'll be all right. All right, next up we've got uh, Cleveland traveling to Tampa Bay. And... I don't know. I'm just not sold on the Baker Mayfield experience yet. And still kind of ticked off about that Jets game a month ago or so where he had his coming out party. <laughs> but uh, yeah, be that as it may, um, I think we this don't week, grudges here. <laughs> no, yeah, not for too long, uh, but at least four it's weeks. Forever. Yeah, Tampa Bay, I, I like what their offense is doing. And I think their defense will be able to uh, put down any. Um, noise that Cleveland can muster. I'll go with a final score here of Tampa Bay 31, Cleveland 20. Okay, I'm taking Cleveland to win this 24-23. So we do this game a little differently. <laughs> I think this is the game where we have to start asking questions about Jameis Winston. Bring back Ryan Fitzpatrick. I want Socrates back under center. I'll start picking Tampa Bay to win games again. Until that happens, I'm not on board. Um, I think Cleveland, I think they'll be able to pull one out here. Get a little, a little last-second field goal, a game-winning drive down the field. I don't care how they do it. I think they're going to probably come from behind. 
but that seems to be what they're doing. They've got all this energy. They think they're good at football. Just ride that wave as long as you can. This is a winnable game. Winnable, but I guess I think more of uh, Jameis Winston. You, do. Uh, you absolutely you do. do. I mean, <laughs> well, he threw for 395 yards and four touchdowns last week. What more do you want the guy to do? I mean, maybe not to throw the two interceptions, but still, uh, I don't. Yeah, I just. I don't. He can't play defense, and yeah, that's that team's main problem. And I think they're they're that problem will be at least partially solved by going against Cleveland's offense this week. So mm. it's only one way to find out for sure. Yes, and we shall see on Sunday. So. Next up, we've got uh, Detroit at Miami. I'm guessing we're going to disagree on this game, but uh, I'll pick uh, Detroit coming off the bye week. You know, the second week in a row, Miami's played an NFC uh, North team coming off a bye, but uh, I think um, this week the results will be different. This week, I think the NFC North team wins. I'll go with uh, Detroit by a field goal, 27-24. No 27-21. I've got an even bigger margin of victory. I went back and forth on this a little bit. Yeah, (laughs) I did. But despite my confusion on the lack of production out of Detroit, I just don't understand why they can't be better. Um, I think they can come in. I think they can beat this Miami team. And, you know, not having Ryan Tannehill is not a good thing. I don't necessarily think Brock Osweiler can do what he did last week and, you know, put up a victory. But I, I think maybe Detroit looks a little more functional this week. Maybe. All right, so next up we've got uh, Houston traveling to Jacksonville. Jacksonville, uh, yeah, that's Wasn't good you know, hard, to know, what, hard yeah. to know what's going on with uh, Blake Bortles, but whatever it is, it's not good. Fortunately for him, mm-hmm. I just think you know, Houston not going to be able to muster too much offense against Jacksonville's defense, I think. Back at home, Jacksonville will get their act together enough to, to beat Houston this week. I'll go with Jacksonville by a field goal, uh, 24-21. I have Jacksonville winning as well. Again, not a big surprise. I have them winning 21-17, so I, I got a little bit more. I just, I'm not, I'm not a fan of this Houston team. I'm just really not. Deshaun Watson should be healthy this week. He says he's good to go and this and that, but I just, I don't like what they're doing. Uh, I think Jacksonville laid an egg last week. I don't necessarily think that's what that team looks like. I don't also don't think the Cowboys are a team that puts up 40 points each week. I think that game was more of a, you know, an outlier than something to base any kind of trends off of. But, you know, if Jacksonville comes out and, and lays an egg against Houston, then I'm really worried. Right now they're a bit of a roller coaster. It's still something they can certainly turn around and, and be a playoff team. But, you know, they, they have to win games like this. So, Hopefully, Blake Bortles comes lose, out and looks better this week. If Jacksonville loses this week, then all of a sudden Indianapolis starts to look like a contender Creep, there in that division. And then the other two teams, Tennessee is horrible right now in Houston. I agree mm. with your assessment. They're pretty awful right now, too. Yeah. Although if someone were going to get their act together, I would think it would be Houston. But uh, I, I don't think there's going to be a Super Bowl winner in that division. I don't get it. No, no, I don't think so. Okay. Sorry, AFC South. Next, <laughs> next we have uh, two teams whose stadiums have uh, hosted the Super Bowl in recent years, but of course neither one of them were involved in it, and that would be mm-hmm. Minnesota traveling to the Jets. 
and you know Jets uh, showing good signs of life at home the last couple of weeks, but I don't think they're going to get as much done against Minnesota's defense. I think Minnesota's offense will get just enough done to win this game. I'll go with the Vikings by a final score of 27 to 21. Is you know, Kirk Cousins and company uh, do most of their damage to the air in this game? I think. Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, I, I like that Dalvin Cook is healthy, but I don't think the Jets' defense is necessarily the, the best matchup in the world for him. I, I'm agreeing with him. Minnesota wins this game. I have them winning 28-24. Um, I, I know there are a lot of people out there picking Jets upsets. I just I don't see that happening. I think Minnesota, while both of these teams have been very up and down, it's been a roller coaster for both of them so far. I mean, Minnesota lost to the Bills. <laughs> I think Minnesota is a more complete team. That was an outlier. I think that's going to turn out to be the, the, you know, the Vikings equivalent of Jacksonville at the Cowboys. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that's when you really beat a lot off of. Yeah, one of those things aimed at your team. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Next, we have the early game that I'm most interested in this week, and that's uh, the Tom Brady's going to the Mitchell, Mitchell Trubisky's and uh, we'll see if they're really uh, Don't call Mitch. Rams 2.0 <laughs> or not. But yeah, I, I'd be more interested in this game if Khalil Mack were able to play, but um, I, I still think yeah. even without him, the Bears could give the Patriots a run for their money at home. And But I, I still think the Patriots seem to have found their groove and I'll go with them to win on the road by a field goal. Final score, Patriots 31, Bears 28. I've got uh, New England winning this 31-24. Again, Khalil Mack is definitely a difference maker. Even if he's on the field, he's not going to be healthy. So we don't have a huge, huge idea of how this team would stack up. I'm very interested in this. Like you said, I'm I'm starting to get on board with Mitchell Trubisky. I am. I just, I'm not sure if it's a team that's going to be able to play four complete quarters against the Patriots who, you know, got a little embarrassed last week. They really, Patrick Mahomes took it to them. And I think they're going to come out with something to prove, which is not great for Chicago. Hey, next up we've got, uh, thanks to the bye weeks, we've um, only got three late games. And since scheduling quirks, we only have three late games on Sunday. This is is my yearly beef with the schedule maker. Just give me an, split them down the middle. Do something. Like, this is ridiculous. Three games so I think the first one of these three games, though, is actually likely to be one of the better games of the afternoon. We've got the New Orleans Saints offense going up against the Ravens defense. Ravens have shown some signs of life on offense, too. Um, hard to pick against Drew Brees coming off that uh, record-setting performance at home in the Monday night game a couple weeks ago, but I'm going to do that. I'm going to pick the Ravens to win at home. Final score, Ravens 30, Saints 27. Wow. I thought I was going to be the one doing this. I, I'm taking Baltimore, too. I'm taking them 30 to 28. Um, I, I think that the Ravens defense is going to be able to stymie Drew Brees in that offense. They'll slow him down. Uh, they're not going to – obviously, they're not putting up a shutout here. That offense is too good. But uh, And it's going to be Joe Flacco that's got to be the difference maker here. He's got to be the one that wins this game because Buck Allen, while he's good, the Saints are one of the best defenses against the run, so it's it's the Joe Flacco show this week. Yeah, I, I like uh, Michael Crabtree's 
prospects a lot this week, as I alluded to in my top 10 list. But I would yeah. say of the games, on the Sunday late games, that's definitely the one that I would want to watch. Of course, you'll be watching the next game, which is... Uh, yeah, yeah I'm going to be watching a traveling. different game. <laughs> you'll be watching a different game. The Cowboys are traveling to Washington and... Yeah, hard to know what to make. Like you said, yeah, hard to imagine that Jacksonville is that bad. But on the other hand, maybe the Cowboys' uh, offensive oh, explosion oh, is a uh, harbinger of better things to come. So, and maybe. I'm going to uh, probably confound you and uh, and anger you at the same time. But I'm going or and maybe jinx them. But I'm going to pick the Cowboys no, no. to win this game oh, no. by a field goal. I'm going to take Cowboys 27 over the Redskins 24. I'm taking the Cowboys to win 24-23. Again, there's really no wide receiver situation other than Cole Beasley. I don't don't understand what's going on with Alan Hearns. I just don't get it. Uh, Washington, their their wide receivers are all banged up. Uh, The run game is like the walking wounded. I think Ezekiel Elliott is sort of the difference maker here. I don't necessarily think Dak Prescott's going to be what wins them the game, but uh, I think this is going to be a little bit of a bloodbath. It's going to be hard hitting and in true NFC style, you know, it'll go down to the wire, but I, I think, and I really wouldn't be shocked if it went the other way, but I think Dallas. Okay, next we have a game, which I'm guessing you think is going to be closer than I do based on your probably uh, yeah. <laughs> avoid and uh, recommend list for this week. And that's the Rams. I think it's so you know, traveling on the road second week in a row. This week they're up the coast in San Francisco, but I, I think I, I'm just not on board with what San Francisco has to offer. Sons uh, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, and I think the Rams defense would probably give Jimmy Garoppolo fits um, if he were still healthy, but obviously he's not. So I think this becomes an easier task for the Rams defense. Rams offense. Yeah, sputtered a little bit last week. Todd Gurley did the rescue, but uh, I'll pick the Rams here, uh, 34-21. Okay. Um, I'm taking the Rams to win the game, although I would love to pick San Francisco. That's just ridiculous. Although I thought it was ridiculous last week, and they they took it to Green Bay. It almost happened. Um, I have them winning 34-28, so yes, I do see a few more points in the fighting C.J. Beathard's future than you do. Um, But I I mean, the San Francisco team has the potential to be okay. They're not winning a Super Bowl, but I don't think they're going to be as bad as maybe we thought they were. The Rams are still going to be great. We know that. Oh, I I think the 49ers are, yeah, who knows? Maybe that was their one gasp. I I would tend to think of that as an outlier, but yeah, part of that is just my uh, lack of respect, I guess, for C.J. Beathard, but uh, yeah, Terrible. maybe he'll surprise Terrible. everyone, but yeah, I'm not on board with him, certainly not yet. So now moving to the Sunday night game, we've got the Chiefs and the Patrick Mahomes experience uh, going up against the Ginger Ninja, Andy Dalton of the Bengals. Yeah. I know these are two teams and two quarterbacks you like a lot, but I'm going to go with the, uh, the Mahomeses to beat the Daltons. I'll go with the final score of uh, Chiefs. 34, Bengals 27. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I think this is going to be a really good game. Obviously, got flexed into into the Sunday night spot, and the uh, fighting C.J. Beathard got flexed out. Uh, but this 
I mean, this could be something that's deciding home field advantage come playoff time. This game could end up being very pivotal, despite it being only week seven. Um, I think it'll be a good one. Kansas City, I have winning 31-28, so I have it uh, even closer than you do. Okay. I'm disappointed we've only disagreed on two games so far. I know. We uh, did work a lot of really good nicknames in this week, though, so that's good. (laughs) Right. So, um, the Monday night game, we've got the Devontae Freeman-less Falcons <laughs> going up against the the uh, Saquon Barclays. And I just it's literally what don't the team should be New York Saquon Barclays. <laughs> the only yeah, guy showing up. This game has the potential to be in garbage time by the second quarter already. I think the Giants yeah. might score some points against uh, the Falcons defense and keep it somewhat respectable, but uh, I think there's a good chance that uh, Matt Ryan's wearing a baseball cap by the middle of the third quarter. I'm going to go with a final score here of Falcons 35, Giants 24. That early. Okay. Um, (laughs) No, my score's actually not that far off. Uh, I've got Atlanta winning 34-24, so I think they take them by 10. Uh, Atlanta needs this win badly. The Giants probably just at this point need to lose games and get a higher draft pick. (laughs) I just, I, Saquon Barkley is doing everything he humanly can as one person to win football games. I mean, look what he did last week. But you can't win one on 11. It's just not doable. Yeah, it looks like that Griff Whalen play all over again. Oh, jeez. The, the <laughs> Colts and the Patriots a number of years back. It's like the second yeah. time in three weeks we've alluded to that play now, so. Um, yeah, it might be some kind of record. We should probably be getting some yeah. kind of royalties now. <laughs> yeah. Sending, you know, Griff Whalen should be sending us a check. Uh, yeah. I guess he's out with the now. You're so. welcome. Yeah. Yes. So how about uh, daily fantasy picks for this week? And then I've got a few uh, topics to run by you before we sign off. All righty. Let's finish these last five minutes strong. Uh, daily fantasy picks. Got some good values out there. Uh, obviously, it's a bye week. It makes it a little more interesting. If you're looking for teams to Browns, obviously, we see that a little bit differently. The Ravens and the Chargers would be my picks this week. If you're looking for quarterbacks, Joe Flacco is going to be a great option. Uh, C.J. Bessard, obviously, I have to work him in somewhere here. Put him on your daily fantasy team. Baker Mayfield and Eli Manning. So, it's kind of a who's who of guys you hate this week. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, running backs, Tony Michelle and Tara There's Cohen and Carlos Hyde. <laughs> he's not. He's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> okay. At um, wide receiver, I, I like Michael Crabtree a lot, as do you, so there are a few things we agree on. Uh, if T.Y. Hilton doesn't play, Chester Rogers becomes infinitely more interesting to me. Marquise Goodwin, Anto- Antonio Callaway, Willie Sneed, and Jermaine Curse, I think all are primed for good good return on investment there. A tight end, David Njoku, George Kittle, surprise, surprise. O.J. Howard and Evan Ingram is finally back from the dead. Um, and defensively, I like the Colts a lot this week, uh, as well as uh, Houston and Jacksonville. You're going to have to pay a little bit more, but, you know, it could be worth your while. Okay. Um, some topics in the last few minutes we have left. Uh, Devonta Freeman, supposedly out till yes. week 15, of course, most fantasy league that's when the playoffs start if you have him if you're if you're you know if you've 
undefeated or lost one game and you know you have a pretty good beat on the playoffs I would say probably you hold on to him but if you're in that middle ground where you're four and three right you know excuse me three and three or you know even two and four I I say you cut bait with him and go pick up somebody else whether it's Edo Smith Marlon Mack you know whomever that can help you in the you know even Rashad Penny that can help you in the um, near future rather than the banking on him coming back for games that you might not even be playing in anymore. Uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, uh, I'm with you there, especially because it's not like he lit the world on fire. He's been hurt all year, um, and there's no guarantee he is going to come back. This seems to be a lingering thing. Um, so at this point, I'd rather just put somebody who's going to be healthier and give me some more points on my team than hang on to him and fill the roster spot. And even if I am holding on to him, if the Falcons fall out of contention, I say just yeah. cut bait on him. Or maybe you can find uh, somebody who's you know either undefeated or lost one game so far that you think so he'd be a nice bench stash. But uh, I right. think uh, he could wind up being worthless for the rest of the season, especially if the Falcons fall out of contention. Yeah, that's a, a definite possibility. Unfortunately, for my Super Bowl pick. <laughs> okay. How about uh, Levy and Bell? Still no signs of him. Steelers on the bye this week. This was supposed to be the week where he was rumored to be coming back. Still no signs of him. Uh, what do you do if you're a Levy and Bell owner, and what do you do if you're a James Conner owner? Uh, I'm keeping both of them for now. That could change in two weeks, but... Uh, Le'Veon Bell's supposedly going to show up. Not that he's speaking to anybody. He's being like a real middle school girl about the whole thing. Um, he's supposedly coming back even if and when he does. I don't think he just magically walks on the field and reclaims his job and, and all of his snaps. I think James Connors earned the right to, you know, at the very least have this be a running back by committee situation. And, you know, there's no saying that Le'Veon Bell doesn't pull a hamstring the first or second week he's out there because he hasn't been playing all year. <laughs> it's just that's the kind of thing that worries me. So I'd hang on to both of them um, for the time. Yeah, being. I think, I think Levy and Bell, I think they're just going to take the meat grinder approach with him whenever he comes back, which is part of the reason he's held out so long because he's trying mm-hmm. to maximize his longer term value. So yeah, if I'm a James Conner owner, if I think the Steelers, if Levy and Bell is going to come back to the Steelers and they'll keep him then I would actually try to trade James Conner at this point, although you probably wouldn't get full value for him. But if you think mm-hmm. uh, Le'Veon Bell is going to get traded, if you're a Le'Veon Bell owner, I think the ideal situation is probably that he would get traded to a team like the Eagles. But um, I don't know you know, what the Old likelihood Liberty of Bell. that happening is. I don't know if Philadelphia, yeah, yeah but we, we definitely want the Liberty Bells, but I'm not sure that. The Eagles yeah. want that badly enough to give up a second-round pick for him, which is supposedly the asking price. But uh, because, of course, there's yeah. no guarantee they're going to be able to sign him to a longer-term deal. But um, I I don't know. I I think be trying to sell on both of those guys for different reasons right now, but I probably feel better about holding on to James Conner right now than I do uh, Levy and Bell. Yeah, if I had to pick one or the other, I'd probably be with you there. So we certainly want to hear what you have to say. Find us all week long, all over social media. We'll be back next Wednesday night at our normal time, 9 o'clock Eastern time. And you can find us at FantasyFootballSherpa.com, on the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page on Facebook, at JKIM16, the number 4 THN Inches Show, and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. 
Thanks so much for hanging out with us this this week, guys, and good luck, unless, of course, you're playing us.